on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. As a male provider in a space where you're treating primarily, I've actually primarily treated females. Like everybody had the preconceived notion like, oh good, another guy, we need males to treat males in pelvic health. I'm like, but also <laughs> I could I could very readily treat females as well, you know, and I actually connect better with them. Welcome to In The Rack Podcast where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple house in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right, welcome everyone as we get inside the rack again today for another great episode. In the rack today, we have not only myself, Chad, and my co-host and fellow physical therapist, Nick, but we also have the crew from Renegade Movement and Performance here today, and they are out of Bedford, New Hampshire. Um, it's owned and operated by Dr. Alexis and Dr. Kyle Brunel. You guys are both doctors, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I thought so. I thought so. Um, they both love working with active adults just like us. But they also love working in the field of pelvic health, and I know Kyle loves it very, very much so. So we'll, we'll be talking a little bit about that today. They're like-minded individuals like ourselves. Um, we're super excited about this one. I mean, their spot, Renegade Movement and Performance, is cash-based just like us. So I know we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. We'll probably be digging in the weeds a little bit with our model versus the traditional model and you know the benefits there. But we're not only going to drop some serious knowledge bombs but it's going to be some real talk, real talk. And that's what we love to do here. We don't sugarcoat it. We just talk it. And um, this episode is going to flow. I have no doubt in my mind. Uh, like-minded individuals like you guys, it's going to be fun. And uh, the story here, I actually got introduced um, to Alexis by, Shant- well, not by Shante, but I was part of her, Shante Cofield, the movement maestro is her Instagram handle. And I was part of her Instagram intensive, which I think it was, uh, was it the eighth one? Do you remember? What number are you guys on now? 10. 10. It was probably eight. Um, Yeah. And I had first met Shante at uh, one of my Mastermind Live events just this last year and joined her Instagram intensive. And as we were talking, Alexis hits me up in the comments. She's like, hey, you're like 20 minutes away from me. Why haven't we connected? I'm like, I don't know. We should do that. Um, So we had them down for a workshop they had with uh, Matt Ibrahim. And that was was where we kind of first met and got introduced. And uh, now we have them on the podcast here today. So we're excited about this one. It's going to be sweet. Um, So Alexis and Kyle also have their own podcast. And um, we'll kind of give them a little shout out for that too. It's called the Renegade Movement and Performance Podcast. I actually just listened to uh, your first one for this year kind of like reintroducing yourselves. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a break. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had a little lapse there, so yeah. we're trying to kind of uh, bring it back. Yeah. I mean, we haven't recorded another one. I was going to so. say you guys were like, we oh, keep this going." But here it is. Here, here it is. is. This you is going to be it. Well, so we have this one, but the other thing I was thinking of doing was, you know how you, you meet with local so at cash-based practice, you're meeting with a lot of people um just to try to, you know, help them promote their business and be involved in the community sure. and also get exposure for your business obviously too. And I was like, "How can I make these networks into something more productive?" beyond just networking yeah. i was like oh let's make it a podcast so i'm going to aim to uh, be just inviting people on the podcast and you were actually talking to me about that uh, actually yes. before we started uh, recording so yeah it's a great idea. that's perfect i love it so yeah the secret is you have to have a handmade metal sign because then it's going <laughs> yes. to make you make the time yes. literally right? you, have to, you, have to, you have to get the sign I love going it. Yeah. Oh, we'll hook you guys up get the sign going 
send me your logo. Let's get it done. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. Maybe we'll make yours bigger because it's round. Uh, I'll say it's round. Yeah, it could, yeah, it could be yeah. much bigger. Yeah. Or like if it was a plate. It's like a bumper plate Ooh, size. That's, that's a, good a really good idea. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll make two. That way we can put one on each side. That's a really good idea. I, oh, I would just lose it. That would be sick. That can happen. We'll make that happen. God. I appreciate it. Awesome. So yes, I highly recommend their podcast. Their podcast is awesome. And um, if you haven't listened, definitely tune into that. So let's get into it. Let's, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? I mean, I know you guys are right up the street, but I know you guys have a pretty wild story. So uh, share. yeah, so where to start? So how long do we have? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? So yeah, we kind of, um, I say we a lot. I always tell patients this. I'm saying we, and they look at me like, who the hell are you talking about? We, um, so you got a mouse in your pocket? yeah, seriously. So, but anyway, so Lex and I, <laughs> we kind of had this idea, like we do traveling therapy right out of school, um, much to the chagrin of all of our, our professors who didn't really recommend that, but we did it. And so, yeah, we were doing traveling therapy, went to an assignment in Southeast Alaska uh, in Ketchikan. And that was interesting. It was very formative, I would say. Uh, and that was a six month assignment and it ended like March of 2020, which was a really good time to be between travel PT assignments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we also had uh, some jobs lined up here that were permanent jobs. So we kind of weren't, you know, completely in the weeds, but then they closed as well because, you know, everybody was concerned about banana. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I'm following the rules. I'm trying. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, we kind of waited around because they're like, we'll still have you when we reopen. So we're like, all right, whatever. And eventually, you know, there's only so many times you can lift in your gym uh, inside your garage <laughs> with your buddies <laughs> and then you go stir crazy. So we're like, all right, well, why don't we start a business now? We're planning on starting like five years from now when we had more financial stability because there's nothing else going on. So um, we started up, we actually built out a room within a local CrossFit gym. Mm -hmm. And it was a gym that we were already a part of uh, as far as like the community goes. So, so that was, you know, kind of a natural start for us. And it was good. Um, we got our feet wet, kind of proof of concept type deal. And then we realized we needed kind of more of our own private space with its own entry because <laughs> there's, there's only so many people that are cool walking through like a, a you know, grungy CrossFit <laughs> gym type vibe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we moved over from Manchester to Bedford uh, okay. in the place we're in now, which has its own kind of private um, entryway and its own vibe there. So and it's been pretty good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're uh, we're in a couple things with Shantae as well. Obviously, Lex works with her. So um, I've my life's benefited exponentially from her. If you're listening oh, to totally. this, Shantae, thank you. But um, yeah, her whole her whole quip about like it takes 18 months. Yeah. Like you're not going to see stuff. It's slowly, slowly, it's slowly. All of a sudden, suddenly. Really wow. <laughs> has that been a thing for us? So. Yeah. And uh, yeah, here we are. I'll say at this point, I've essentially transitioned to like full management. He's really treating because our clinic is essentially one room. It's a big gym, but then a one private space for public health. So we can't really treat at the same time. So sure. we kind of just made it. So he's treating and I'm managing because probably as you guys know, it's hard to manage everything. So oh, yeah, yeah you... I would be toast if I didn't have Lex. Yeah. So oh. we're kind of like dividing and conquering in a way that we didn't expect. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you know, your strength and weaknesses, right? So, I mean, your strength is certainly that and you have to like, what, know your who, right? So that's you. Yep. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's good that you guys know that now because I mean, it took me years to figure that shit out. I actually just finally started weaning my schedule down so that I could spend more time on admin work. Otherwise I was trying to fit it in and it was like just stressing me out even more. So, and I'm glad good. he figured it out cause I'd be toast if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> He'll take that. I will take it. I will take it. So you guys are in cash cash based system like that's kind of that's exactly what we do and um you know let's kind of talk about that a little bit a, a minute you know let's see like 
the way that society is kind of going with health, you know, what, what made you guys decide, you know what, I don't want to take insurance. I want to go cash pay. Like what was the, what was the dive there? I mean, I know you guys both worked in insurance based facilities. Like you guys get it right. But like, was there something that just like ticked and you guys were like, yeah, dude, I'm not doing this. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, so we were, we had a, a really blessed situation for our, our actual first job. We had one hour treatments and it oh, was cool. insurance based. So we had like the, we had a good setup to be honest. And so if you think about like appointment times, like we see people for an hour full, it's really not different from an insurance base that we were in in Alaska, but their insurance pays very well. Yeah. So yeah. our yeah. reimbursement yeah. is shit. There's so, a lot of federal grants yeah. and subsidies, I think, there. So. Yeah. But then what turned it, for, I don't know about you, but I guess what turned it for me was like spending hours on the phone because mm-hmm. what would happen is we would treat a patient and then have to justify our care on the phone to an insurance provider. And I'm like, Jesus, they're better. Like, why the fuck do you care? I uh, know. So then they won't pay for it. Then the patient yells at you because you, they have a bill now because the insurance company didn't cover it even though I said they did. And, so that was a big thing for me. Um, and also just doing what you want, right? So yes. you have to essentially, writing out a patient will walk 10 meters to demonstrate <laughs> lower extremity yeah. strength, like I don't, like whatever. And also you can't treat an athlete, okay, I shouldn't say that. You typically cannot treat an athlete or someone who has higher level goals underneath an insurance practice. That's just right. what it is. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it, the environment is constrained, right? Certainly. Yeah. like. We're literally sitting inside of a giant rig and squat rack right now, right? It's in the rack <laughs> podcast. And, uh, and we're also at a PT clinic. And some people yes. actually might be confused about that. Totally. But, um, yeah, to, in order to get folks back to doing what they actually love, if they do have more lofty goals or just uh, what I would consider normal goals, um, when they're the powerlifter, when they're the crossfitter, when they're an ultra marathoner, like you have to have the tools at your disposal. But if the model is constrained by the, the network of insurance and reimbursement and the whole culture that that brings, you're not going to have access to even the space and equipment that you need to do that. So um, that was definitely one thing for me. Uh, I don't know. The other thing is like one of my anchor values is freedom, right? Like uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I ascribe to libertarian mindset stuff, but because uh, there's a few errors there, but uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely I believe in freedom, right? Like, so sure. as long as you're not impinging on somebody else's freedom, then you should do whatever the heck you want, right? Um, and obviously there's a lot of constraints within the insurance-based system, like even down to the point of, uh, communicating with other providers. Right. And, um, I'm sure you guys might've also experienced situations where you might be treated as almost like less than, or your attention is not, uh, worthwhile, right. In other providers eyes. And so you're trying to coordinate care, do what's right for the patient, but you don't get that respect. Whereas when you're more autonomous, you might actually have that level of communication with providers. So that's something we found. Um, I also had done, I mean, some of the, the clinicals we had done were more similar to like the mill style, like, you know, several patients yeah. on the hour at least. Yep. And even th- at that, they weren't terrible. They weren't like, you know, you have four patients an hour and you have two PTAs and whatever, like the legal maximum is, you know, yeah. right. Um, right. but even so it was just like, what am I doing here? Like I'm typing on a computer to try to get this note done that I'm still not going to get done. Then we have to do on lunch and finish out later on in the day or something. Yep. And I'm not even paying attention oh. to the person in front of me. And I'm trying to work with like Bob while Sue's over here, like just not gonna, That's not terrible. gonna work. I used to hate that. It's horrible. You feel like you feel like you couldn't help anybody that day. Like I would go home and be like, "Wow, that day sucked." Like, what did I even do? I feel so bad that I couldn't help half these people. And then you get that one person that cancels, so you can spend more time with this person. You're like, I really helped that person. Yeah. Like, Thanks for canceling. <laughs> or you actually get to do your notes. Yeah, I know. I and know. not over dinner. But, but wait, you still got reamed out for not being productive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> thousand percent. I, I remember always in the plan for next visit writing like, oh, I want to do this with this person next time. And that would be there for weeks. 
because I would just be like, didn't have time today. Didn't have time today. Six weeks go by and it's like, oh, someone canceled. We got time today. Let's do it. Let's add it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. They're already beyond us. Yeah. I know it's insane. Yeah. And for those listening who might not know, like there's some ticky tacky things as well, right? Like the whole thing where they have six or eight or whatever arbitrary number of visits approved already. And then you see them for that number of visits and then you have to keep going back to insurance and justifying and you wait on the answer. So the care, the continuity of care is impacted because the person might need to come back next week, but the insurance doesn't give them an answer for two That's weeks right. or something, you know, so, 100%. uh, and then you always, you know, they're always decreasing that. So if they had six approved to start, then you go back to them, they might approve three more and then it's two more and then it's one, each one or something. It's like, what are we doing here? Do we used to run into that all the time? And we would get the representatives on the insurance company. and be like, why are you calling me right now? You still have three visits left. I was like, because it takes you fucking four weeks to put the process through. <laughs> I'm just trying to get ahead of time so that the patient doesn't lose at least a week of, of you know, physical therapy. But, you know, it's, and that'll never change. That's just going to, if anything, it's going to get worse, to be quite honest with you. Probably, and, yeah. um, you know, Medicare made some serious cuts a couple of years ago. They're going to do it again this year. PTAs are getting cut this year. So you're going to see some, a lot of these facilities moving more towards hybrid, if you will, um, taking some insurances they're taking, some they're not. And uh, there's going to be, the reason is well, we're not getting paid, right? So, um, and I, I know we'll, we'll, you guys talked about this on your last podcast and it, I'm going to bring it up because, uh, people think that we, we made this transition because we wanted more money. Like we wanted to be greedy, right? <laughs> I was just going to say, they're like, yeah. dude, yeah. wait, but you're charging this much per hour. I'm like, yes, I am. Because normally I'd have to see three patients in that amount of time to get the same reimbursement. So, you, so it, it's not that I'm greedy. Um, I do love to spend the time with the patient. Do we make more money per patient? Absolutely. But we see less patients. Um, and if we actually went back to when we were hybrid and went to now, if I told everybody how much money we lost, they would throw up in their mouths. You know what I mean? Oh, but it's, yeah. that's just what it is. Like, but we decided to make that transition because you know we knew it was best for the patient and it was best for us. Like, we weren't going to get burnt out. We could actually enjoy what we're doing, but still make a living, right? So, well, the yeah. big thing too is that and I didn't know this until we started exploring options. You actually have to apply for a contract too. Like an insurance company oh, yeah. can say yeah. there's too many providers in your area and then you can't get in network no matter what you do. Yeah. And then also you have to negotiate re reimbursement too. So it's like Which, people How don't, much of a negotiation is that really? Right. It's people, not. Yeah. <laughs> it's so people dictatorship. don't really understand that part too. And it's like, you can't, you can't get around it. Yep. There were some insurance companies that we could never... Um, credential with and they did us a favor because the reimbursement rate wasn't great anyways right, yeah. but it's like one of those things where you get out and you're like oh, i'm just gonna take everything i just want to get everybody in the door and then after a while you're like why did i do that that was so dumb um because at the end of the day some insurance companies i actually lost money on per patient it actually cost me to see those patients to be quite honest yeah with you. No, legitimately. And we're talking like five ten bucks but still no profit whatsoever zero actually um yeah <laughs> Were you yeah, always I mean, hybrid in the beginning? No, we were actually fully insurance in the beginning. We took when we first everything. Opened, we took yeah. it all. And uh, our our um, practice was probably only like 5%, you know, self-pay for the one or two insurance companies that we couldn't actually credential with because it was like regional. You know, there'd be some insurance companies in Boston that, you know, were just outside the line, right? Interesting. And, yeah, that's how that works too. So, um, but yeah, no. And then we, we finally made that switch. And just to give you an example, uh, when we when we were full insurance, our average reimbursement rate per patient was seventy four dollars. Seventy four dollars, that barely breaks even. 
you know, by the time I have to pay my admin, by the time I have to keep the lights on and then pay my guy, Nick here to treat them. Well, don't was, forget, you got to send some taxes. Myself. Oh yeah. And then I got to pay taxes. And insurance uh, and, and, and yeah, not only taxes on what I make, but taxes on payroll and everything else. Like all this other stuff that like, you know, we could talk about five hours for, um, that people don't understand. So, uh, but now we're about three times, if not four times more. Um, but we see less patients. So, but also like when you see a bill to an insurance company, because obviously I was working in insurance based as far as like pediatrics go, I was billing like $400 Mm -hmm. for four units of care Mm -hmm. for an hour to insurance based company, obviously. And that's what they were getting paid, but we're charging one, you know, whatever it is, 197, 179 for a visit. And people are like, oh, it's so expensive. I was like, you have no idea what other people are charging yeah, your insurance sure. company. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's kind of wild when you have this connection to a hospital and now all of a sudden your service is just worth way much more. But it's the service is actually worse. Right. Um, typically, but <laughs> most likely, 99.9% of the time it's worse. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but why is there a reimbursement rate higher? I mean, I know, I get it, I get it. But like, that doesn't make any sense. Make it all across the board, make it the same, you know? Um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild when you see that, but you're right. It's crazy. Well, and it, uh, for anybody listening, if you're, especially if you're a clinician, you might be like teetering the line of thinking about going to business for yourself or doing like, especially cash based practice. Um, if you're going into it just for the sole goal of making a lot more money, uh, <laughs> yeah. that might maybe be on the horizon years and years later, but, um, you got to love what you're doing, right? And you got to love the people and you got to actually care about them enough to do it. And that's why any of us start this, right? Like we, you know, the object of a business obviously is to make enough money to keep the doors open and keep seeing people. Um, and that's a real goal for any business, but like, you know, largely nobody gets into this for the money and, and makes that switch just for, you know, it's cash based. And it sounds like, oh man, like to Chad's point, like, oh, you're greedy. You're taking so much money. It's like, no, I'm trying to provide the level of service and care and give a damn enough about my people right. in the way that I want to, you know, in the way that they need to get to where they want to be. So oh, it's wild how many comments that we'll get are like, you know, DMs on Instagram and they'll be like, dude, I want to do what you guys do. That's so cool. I'm like, that is awesome. I hope you do do that. We need more people like you. But then they ask questions like, oh, what's, you know, how much am I, am I going to make? Like all this other stuff. Like now you're asking the wrong questions. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, but, ask better <laughs> questions. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Now you're asking the wrong questions, bro. Well, people so. are like expecting to work less because you treat less. So I'm like, actually, when you own a business, you work more. Yeah, that's so. the other piece they don't understand. So Most it's, weeks. you know, arbitrarily yeah. whatever dollar amount per hour, but how many hours you're really putting in by the time that you oh. do all the other patient care stuff and the business stuff, you know, so. You might spend less time on certain tasks, but you're working overall more for sure. I mean, I see that with them firsthand. Yeah. It's, like, see ya, I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, there's no door for me, man. I go home and the door's still open. You don't walk out that door. Not even on vacation. Oh, that's a that's a me problem. I'm working on that. That is. Some that people is are really problem. good at that. I'm that not really problem. good at that. I have to be in the trenches. Like, I can't just walk away from it. That's just not me. So, I You're like getting better. You're getting better. I'm getting we've, better. We've helped offload you to some extent, but it's never going to be, you know. It's not a bad so, personality so, so, so. No, for sure. either, for sure. too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm speaking selfishly because I have the same <laughs> I got to validate myself here. <laughs> well, if, you know, when you're a people pleaser and you're always trying to help people, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a good quality sure. to have, but also uh, just put yourself on the list, too, you know? So, yeah, a people yeah. please. We're very selfless, for sure. You know? Did you guys shut down last weekend when you went to the company? We just on Friday. So, oh, okay. Yeah, just sense. one day. Yeah. yeah. And it was snowing or sleeting anyway. So it was like, it was, it was an easy day to close, but so 
funny story. Actually, we were <laughs> waiting to board this plane to go to Florida. Actually, it was 85 degrees and went, which is awesome. Um, and all of a sudden, we hear the attendant because they overbooked the flight, which is exactly what they're doing that like every flight I go on. Like you yeah. can't, there's not one seat open. And this woman's like, okay, so we're offering $1,000 for anybody that wants to take the night. We're going to hook you up with a hotel room. Like on any going card. Any on card. any card you want, right? And I'm looking at Nick. I'm like, Nick, if she goes up to 1500 we're going to take this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, all right, man. So she goes, all right, it's $1,000, but now we're going to pay for your meals. And I'm like, dude, let's go. Let's go. Right. And then all of a sudden this kid like walked yeah. up there. I was like, smart, man, you should take it. But looking back at it, if we took that, we would have never made it down there because yeah, there was the weather, the know? weather the next no. day would have, would have, you know, delayed our flight even further. Saturday so. probably for sure. But yes, yeah. that conference was amazing. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was a coaching conference called Raise the Bar, and they're going to do it next year. You guys should go. It was good. Yeah. Um, it was fun. And we got to hang out with Shante Goldfield down there. That was yeah, a good time. Yeah, it's just really more yeah. so like the networking and the people. Totally. Like the the this the presentations and everything were, were good, um, but it, more so it was the networking and, and talking to people. Always, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's for all, sure. yeah. For sure. But yeah, for yeah. sure. Without a doubt. I think it's, um, going back to what we were talking about before, I think it's important. It sounds like you guys kind of started your podcast for the same reason we started ours. Because when we did transition to the cash-based, everyone was like, well, you're not going to be able to see as many people. Like, we know that's the point. We're doing this for the patients so we can give you guys more time. But also, (laughs) we're going to devote our free time to a podcast so we can give more people some level of benefit outside of the clinic. Uh, So that's, for those listening, that's partly why we do the podcast as well, is to reach more people if we can and, and you know give the services that way for well, even total. well even we we're talking like uh before we had the mics on i think we had we we're talking about how do you you know drum up business we we're just shooting the breeze yeah. about cash-based business yeah, stuff yeah. and uh how do you drum up business and actually get exposure to the community right you be involved in the community and that's give right. back to them right that's right um yeah one of the business networking groups i'm in is uh you know their philosophy is like givers gain right and so like if you can help another business out they're much more likely to help you out and also you're helping all their members out too, right? So, Without a doubt. Um, you know, whether that's doing like free running evals for like running groups or like, you know, going to a CrossFit box and, and helping people out with like their Oli lifts and stuff or something like that. Like you're giving back to the community and also then, you know, obviously uh, selfishly. Yes. yes <laughs> They're course. like, hey, that guy helped me with my, my snatch. Like, let me go help. You know, yeah, so. so different than Instagram. You that's, put out free content. Absolutely. People see it. They trust yeah. you and then they come see Absolutely. It. It's all about gaining trust. And yeah, you want to be, I feel like after we made this transition to more of a cash-based facility, um, we've definitely connected way better with the community and not because we couldn't before. Well, we actually probably couldn't before because we were so busy treating patients. Like we were just like overloaded, but now we have the time and we block the time and make that a priority. Right. So, um, when did you transition? So we trans get the rack. Damn it. (laughs) We're in the rack. You like the noise. Don't forget. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When did you transition? So the transition, Jesus. Are we talking about something else now? You just dropped oh, I'm just I teed him right up to that. That's that was, my fault. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, the business transition. That was probably a bad uh, joke. We could probably cut that out. That's that's an inappropriate <laughs> joke, I think. No, we'll leave in it in because you said it. You're the one that said it. You're What'd you guys say? No publicity. Are you talking? Yeah, let's do it. He's just talking about when did you transition from Natty to... Yeah, I was talking. I was talking about his beard, too. He just shaved his beard last Dude, I just shaved it last night. When did you get rid of the beard? Is what I was. Oh, just last night. Um, Did you have a big one going? 
uh, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was, it was down to here. Pretty oh, say, it was dude, pretty, I saw a picture. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it was getting a little out of hand though. It was more maintenance. It looks great on you, Kyle. Though, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I lost the. I lost. Uh, this is not a visual medium, I don't believe. So, nope. Uh, I'm bald up top, and I have a, a decent beard going down below. But same thing. So the hair yes. was too much maintenance. So I got rid of that. So you're flipped this. Oh, I flipped it. Yeah, we we flipped it around. <laughs> His hair is a lot of maintenance. You're right. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> So yes, we did transition about two years ago. We made the, we started making it was the gradual. It, yeah, was it was gradual. gradual. Yeah. yeah, and we started with a couple of insurance companies, and then our last one was Blue Cross because that was like um, almost thirty five percent of our business. So that was like, ah, do we do it? Do we not do it? And I was like, Nick, if we're gonna do it, we got to do it. And he goes, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, as long as you're on board, and if you don't mind if I let you go, if it doesn't work, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he actually never said those words. He's still here, so it <laughs> works. Um, we had other other PTs at the time, but they were furloughed for COVID, and that was the that was, you know, it was a blessing in disguise in a way. Not that you ever want to let anyone go, but right. it was the type of thing that it was like if we're gonna do it, if we're gonna do it, now's the time because yep. otherwise, you know, we're gonna have way too many. And it was always part of our vision, but it would have definitely was, taken yeah. us a lot longer to get there. And who knows? I mean, we we probably was, still be hybrid today. So that was um, why I signed the bottom of the sticky note. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with hybrid. It's just <laughs> not our. It's not our jam. So. Still a sticky note contract. Yeah, <laughs> we'll save that. We'll save that story for another day. That, that speaks to the level of trust that y'all have, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. And that's we're kind true. of on the same same kind of uh, contract with somebody that we're talking with right now, too. We're like, it's here okay. is kind of what we will do yeah. and, and love you and offer you. Like, you yeah. know, I mean? like, and she's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, do you need something more formal? And she's like, no, I think we're okay. I'm like, all right, <laughs> sticky note contracts are okay. It's but when she goes fine. home and shows her spouse, then her spouse. Yes, is like, the spouse is usually the problem. We need this in writing. This is <laughs> not spouse is usually the problem because. That was kind of what I went through. I love you to death, Alicia. Alicia still doesn't Alicia trust was, me. Yeah. We're getting she closer. <laughs> yeah. She's she's getting she's she's grown. She's grown. <laughs> We're getting closer. Yeah. yeah, it's it's getting there. Yeah, it is. So, at your guys' practice, what's like your what's your favorite like age group or thing to treat or you know clientele? Like, what's your what's your ideal avatar in your in your facility okay you say? so shante would tell me we're, we're mentioning her right. shante's getting all the shout outs she would tell me niche the fuck down yes but um she would. i have a couple of avatars i guess uh generally speaking people that i see are like somewhere north of like 20 and south of like 50 years old obviously there's some flexibility there you know i'm not ageist by any means there's uh actually i saw a video the other day and like a 94 year old deadlifting like four bills like for reps and i was like this guy's insane so yeah and i'm a huge advocate like once an athlete you're always an athlete it doesn't matter just different needs and the whole nine yards there but um traditionally i see people 20 to 50 there's a little bit of stuff that goes on with medicare as you guys might know like there's some there's some challenges there if people do have medicare um and cash base but anyway sorry 20 to 50 um i see more females than males like by a mm-hmm. lot yeah um Way I'm not sure, and that's that's like irregardless of uh, pelvic health stuff too. That's just mm-hmm. in general. Don't have um, female patients. Most people that we see are like CrossFitters, powerlifters, and runners, um, or or some kind of endurance athlete too, like cyclists and things of that nature. Uh, and then on the pelvic health side of things, by default, statistically speaking, a lot of people are pregnant or postpartum. Um, but I also do really well now I'm patting myself on the back. I do really well with, I love working with, uh, <laughs> folks who have chronic pelvic pain and things of that nature yeah. too. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of my demographics. Yeah. We do like, there's a fair share of people who come just for dry needling and stuff like that too. Obviously you guys probably have the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I don't know where these people come from. They're like, dry needle. I heard that if you stab me, it will be great. And then they're just like coming out of the woodwork. I don't know what this is, but I just, I, I heard it come sure, here and you're just going to poke me. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of uh, the, the folks that we see more often than not. 
Yeah. I feel like when I treated mine, when I treated more, it sounds so weird to say that out loud, but um, I'm definitely like the younger. I like uh, the high school athlete. That's yeah. typically what I usually yeah. like. I, I love high school athlete. I actually like group more than one-on-one. Um, one-on-one I found to be kind of draining for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I like to do like group stuff. So that's kind of like, hopefully we'll go in the future. Yeah. Are, are you seeing any patients now? I'm very, very, I have one membership client um, right now that I absolutely love so dearly. So get in now, everybody. Because yeah. she's got a very, very, yeah. It's actually, it's, it, it's actually been kind of interesting. Yeah, I'll say it's not even that I don't like love it. I, I like treating. I do. It's just like what I, I find that what I do digitally, all of my digital work is just different and it's a different need. And if I didn't do what I did for our clinic, I'm not really sure what we would do. Yeah. We'd have to hire someone. Totally. So it's kind of like we made the decision of if I did that part of the business and he was the main practitioner, then we wouldn't have to hire. Sure. And when you like what you do you know if i hated admin work i wouldn't fucking do it that's true i would hire someone else (laughs) i like it would it be fair to say that you're somebody who only likes certain like limited dosages of face-to-face human interaction very limited (laughs) now it comes out thanks so very limited so i mean while you like treating i think that always is going to be like near and dear to your heart i think it's just naturally self-selected that you have your own business you're busy anyway but also we needed somebody to do admin stuff and i love treating so yeah so treating definitely drains me a lot more like i'm just super introverted so like when i get to talk like i'm social but like i also get really exhausted so um and that's why kids they were good because kids are easy as far as like well, and you, she was doing pediatric PT through um, Easter Seals as well. Yeah, not too run long around ago. with kids all day. It's great. There you go. Whereas to me, I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, but I'm super rational. So, like, I'm trying to like reason through things, and it's like a 12 year old in front of me that like is like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I don't. Um, so, like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, no, no shit. Like, they're like, what? Who is this guy? And like, what does he want? Uh, no, but like, if it was like somebody 16 to 18, like you know, like later high school athletes yeah, or like yeah. early college, like I do all well with those folks too, but. Uh, Dancers. Yeah. Dancers. Dancers, yeah, interestingly. But yeah, same reason, because they're super mature. Uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but so yeah. you guys now, you guys have that practice, but you guys are also working outside of the practice, correct? Or is that not true anymore? What do you mean? Remember, so do you guys have jobs outside of the practice now? Well, no. I own my business. Oh, okay, because I remember no. when we were talking like months ago, like that was the transition for you oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Where you guys were trying to make that. Yeah. So you oh, made yeah, that geez. whole transition. I know that was a while ago. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you were working for your dad. You were, yeah. So you were like, oh, we're not really sure we're going to go. <laughs> so I'm glad That's that you made that step. It has well, it was like, it was a day. So like at one point he was working two days at the clinic. Yeah. Full. And that, well, I say full. But not still, even. Not no, even not full. even. So, yeah. Sorry, and then... Three days of the week, he was driving up to work for his dad doing construction. And I was like, you need to quit one day. So just do one day. He was like, I can't, I can't do it. That was kind of an interesting balance at the time, actually. Because I was like, I was operating like excavators, like digging septic systems. But like we had to make it work. We we didn't have savings. We were two years out of school. We didn't have savings. So we had to make money somehow. And then that's also the real story, by the way. Uh, For anybody listening, again, if you're thinking about starting your own shit, like, I mean, do it, send it. Like, that's your dream, go for it. But realize it ain't going to be easy and you need support. Like, no man's an island is a real thing. And honestly, if I didn't have the ability to work uh, off the books for my dad, you know, just as needed and the freedom to be like, hey, dad, by the way, I'm going down to like two days this week, you know, and do whatever I want to do. And also have a wife that was a superstar and had like 500 jobs and just was supporting me, basically. Uh, <laughs> if I didn't have that luxury, then I, you know, we wouldn't be doing it. So uh, it's so, definitely yeah. challenging. We don't do it. That's, That's awesome. He just does Renegade, but then I have obviously Renegade in my business. Yeah, right, right. You do the, all the digital stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. 
I'm glad you guys made that transition. I know it's always, I know everybody like thinks that it's yeah. so easy, right? They're like, oh, I'm just going to just open up my own thing. I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Yeah. Just open it up. People just walk right in. You know, you'll have a line out the door. It'll be great. Yeah. I've seen those ads. ads. <laughs> I, think, I think Danny's running those ads. <laughs> oh God. Got me. <laughs> yes, I, I believe he is. <laughs> I, I will give credit to Danny though. Uh, Danny would say for anybody who's listening, uh, that's one of the big he reasons. Ignited that, our fire. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like we read his book, Fuck Insurance, oh, that totally. basically details why you do a cash-based practice oh, hold on. Pause. and i was pause. like send it pause i read the fucking book <laughs> and i said i'm not doing insurance we're gonna do our thing That's and awesome. you need to read this book and yes. he's like we're not fucking remembering this book i'm not doing this and i was like read <laughs> this is the book so i literally started him there's a chapter that danny like talks about like i don't know how basically he goes to the proof of concept yes. and i was like just read this one chapter just yeah. read it and he was like, I did read the whole thing. I did read the whole thing. I did read the whole thing. He ended up looking at me and he's like, but, so but no, seriously, the, yeah. is there a spark notes on James Bosque? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is there? No, but just make that. That's right. Right. Yeah, it definitely was appealing to my rational, logical side, though. That one chapter talking about numbers and stuff. And then he was like, he's like, we're gonna do it. I was like, great. I'm so glad you finally agree. So I will give the guy love because he did ignite our fire. Oh, he ignited our fire. But if it wasn't for Danny, we definitely would not be doing this. I know. I know. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Oh, totally. I mean, I read that book too, and it was one of those things where it was like, do I do it? Do I not do it? Do I take the risk? I'll say, is that what made you decide to to ditch the insurance? wasn't my only reason, but I mean, I already knew that the pro there was problems, right? But it's one of those things where it's like, all right, there's other people doing this. Okay, it's not. It's it is a thing, you know. Valid because, is it? Yeah, because when I went when I graduated from PT school, I mean, the cash pay wasn't a thing. Like everybody took insurance. You were crazy if you didn't. And um, so when you can see people doing it and doing it well, you're like, okay, maybe it can work. It can work. You know, you always doubt yourself, but at the end of the day, you know. As when I as when I first started, one of your major concerns yeah. was that all. Oh, like most of the cash-based places tended to be in a city or near a city. That's right. fair. Ah, we're not close enough, right. you know, and right. that was kind of the, the the main reservation early on. Totally. That's fair. Totally. Now you have people driving from Boston. Which, right. now so we have people driving from, from, from the, the city. city. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, geez. Because we have parking. We have parking. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's probably an actual thing. It is. It is. That's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. they could pick like between... 20 spots. 20 spots. Yeah. It's all awesome. for them. No. Whatever <laughs> you want. Right, yeah. Most people want to park in. Yeah. There's only two. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't so think about that. No. <laughs> you can make your own spot. Like, no one's going to yeah. no tell your car. No one gives a shit. People have parked on the grass because it's in the shape. So it's like, I mean, you can park on the grass. No one's, no one's going to tell you. Those are the same ones that come right through the doors and don't wait in their reception. <laughs> exactly. 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 They're scheduled they one here now. Yeah, oh. right through. Yeah. Yes, we have, yeah, that's right. We did have yeah, some. We had that, that's uh, awesome. That guy yeah. with a trailer. And it was wicked hot out. It was like 99 degrees. He was like on his way up to go do something up in New Hampshire, had his trailer parked right yeah. on the grass. I was like, that's cool. The other guy, it was like 99 degrees. So he parked right next to the dumpster. That's right. it was in the shade. And he, like he had a dog in the yeah. car or something. Uh, I was like, I'm going to get in the shade. This is the only shade yeah. over here. Usually the people like, that park by the dumpster run in the woods to go take a piss. Yeah. And then we call them out. When Maybe the lady out. who popped the squat right over here. Yes, I do. She remember. just down a piece. Stop it. Do they not know that this is like a crime? So a lot of people don't. So I. I spent a lot of time being like, all right, how can I make this building visible? So I put a huge fucking sign on the front of it. On both sides. On both sides. sides. Yeah. Yet still people, they miss it. So they think, I think they think it's an abandoned so, building. So Pete sort. Banana, at the beginning when everything was shut down, like you mm -hmm. couldn't go to the bathroom and like you could just walk in a, a, a rest stop. Or Human bodily functions were right. off limits, yeah. But everyone was going to the beach because it's like, okay, it's an outdoor activity. We can do that. 
So the traffic yes. is crazy on the main road. In the summer. So people would pull in to go to the bathroom and mm-hmm. they would just go behind the main building here and yeah. pull right here, literally right in front. Like, like yeah. right here. Just right in the window. And and, and for, we're just like, we're at the door like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you should have <laughs> got an airborne. And everybody's yeah. defense, the window on the outside is mirrored. So yeah. we can right. see them, but they can't see us. Yeah. Um, but at night, it's the other way around. We can't see them, but they can see us, which kind of sucks. I didn't really know that when I got so, that. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit voyeuristic. Um, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little, uh, <laughs> we almost put a sign out there that's, what was it going to say? Something about Instagram? Like, smile, you're on Instagram or something yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 I've got a couple <laughs> of videos in, in the in the yeah. vault somewhere, for sure. You just never know when it's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Remember the guy with the ankle bracelet? He was he was like on house arrest or something, and it could only be in a certain proximity. He was we out could here. talk about stories forever. Yeah. I just want to finish this one last story. Um, there's a uh, it's like a tent that is storage for other things, and some woman oh, went over was there, that was grabbed a chair out of the tent, and sat down. And I mean, she was clearly homeless. I mean, I and I think she was not all there. She was going through stuff. She took a bunch yeah, of stuff took, from the charity bins. <laughs> so we had the and charity she was going bins. through her bag. She took the charity bins, like all the stuff out of there, and yeah. then walked over and sat down in a chair that she also stole and was just like going through the stuff that she, see what she wanted. She yeah. just wanted to see what she liked. Yeah. And had no idea that there were windows. That- no idea we were watching her. No. And then we called the cops and she still didn't care. Well, we called the... the son of the owner yes. of the whole complex first. And we were like, hey, just so you guys know. And then he called the cops. Yeah. Which uh, is actually pretty convenient because we treat most of the cops in this town anyway. So yeah. Yeah, we're just like, yo, can you just come by and yeah, we'll give you business. <laughs> give <us> business. <laughs> can you just like check this out, bro? That's, 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 a, that's a different kind of B2B. Right yes. <laughs> yes. So let's let's dip away from that a little bit. Let's, dip away. Kyle, we want to talk about you for a sec because um, we were we were on Instagram not too long ago. The other day. Literally the other day. Literally the other day. And Nick goes, dude, you see this? And I'm like, no. You posted a post about you having a pacemaker. Oh yeah, I had no idea that you had a pacemaker. Oh yeah, I got jetpack over here. That is yeah. wild. Can I you talk? Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I tried to get them to throw in an LED so I'd be like Tony Stark kind of, but they they wouldn't do it. But uh, no, so uh, yeah, so was it? It was June. Yeah, between junior and senior year. So let me back. Well, we'll take you on a journey. Let me back check a bit. So um, in undergrad, I was doing Army ROTC and I was contracted, um, and that was fun fun times. And uh, yeah, so they, they made me go to a health screening, of course, uh, like a normal in type thing. And um, the person who examined me actually, actually is a professor of ours, is uh, wife. Mm-hmm. And um, she actually recently passed, unfortunately. But um, yeah, when she examined me, she thought she heard a murmur. And I was like, lady, what are you talking about? I'm healthy as a horse. Like, what are you doing trying to hold up my in to the military here? Like, what are you doing? And um, I was like, I just had like three expresses this morning. Like, leave yeah. me alone. So anyway, uh, that made me go get an echo uh, at like some hospital in Rome that was not yeah. a um, wonderful place. But anyway, so I went and got the echo there and I never got results, which is, I guess, the way of the military is to be in the dark all the time. But I never got any results, but they kind of in process me. And I figured, okay, they must have just, you know, I think they must have chalked it up to like athletes are right. Because you can get like, um, you can get some pretty good hypertrophy especially if you're an endurance athlete and are doing a lot of cardio and stuff. So I think they just looked at me and were like, he's young, he's healthy. Is this, you know, meeting diagnostic criteria? Probably it's borderline. No big deal. It's probably just athletes are let to get through. Um, and then I kind of had more symptoms and I was like, ah, whatever, fuck it. I'll be fine. And uh, my, my wife and one of my professors both were like hound dogging me like, no, 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 you got to get checked out. You can't just keep going through life with this. Like you're going to get checked out. Well, it's pretty bad. Like he was carrying it. Well, this was after your diagnosis, but he was like carrying around a yellow box, like an AED. 
like around wow. campus. Ah, oh, the old Pelican case, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was. Man. It got to be like kind of weird, and I was like, "All right, you're carrying around an AED. Like, we need to do something." It got to be heavy, is what it got. But, but yeah, and you were like having so many symptoms. You would go to class and be like, "I can't sit here. Like, my chest is hurting." Yeah. Bad. So uh, they pushed me to get examined, and I did. Um, and it was again kind of actually feel like that echo is still the same thing. They were kind of borderline. Yeah. Uh, so they did like an echo and a stress test and like a Holter monitor, like a prolonged EKG type thing. And they're still kind of like, man, we don't know. And so Lex did some research, and one of the um, foremost kind of uh, providers for for HCM specifically is in Tufts at Boston, um, and that's Dr. Martin Marin. Yeah. Martin Barry. Mm-hmm. One's the dad, one's the son, and they both are, are oh, yeah. yeah, they, <laughs> they're both experts in HCM. So at any rate, um, I think I've seen them both there now, but they did a, a, a gadolinium contrast MRI and it, it was more definitive. And so they diagnosed me with HCM, which is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Um, it just kind of is genetically, your, your heart is coded to uh, have more muscle and also some scar tissue. Uh, which more muscle and heart and we're like oh that's great yeah, it's a better right. pump Not but always. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and it ends up being that you uh, have smaller chambers they can't dilate and fill as much and so it's not as effective at pumping um, if you really tax that to the max uh, it ends up being such that you don't get uh, reperfusion of the circuit to your heart or your, your um, uh, coronary arteries and so then you can go into arrhythmias and eventually die right um, and so that's something that we see you know that a lot of folks that are you know athletes and are super in shape and super sporty, notably basketball. Um, but we'll see that you know how did this person just all of a sudden die of a heart attack? And when they do the autopsy, the oftentimes they yeah. find that. Um, yeah, interestingly enough, one of the things that sparked us to even think about that was I was having the symptoms and we were watching One Tree Hill. I'll fully admit I watched One Tree Hill for sure. I love the show. <laughs> so did you know that show? <laughs> nope. nope. It's like like a, I made him <laughs> watch it. Is it something it. my wife would like? Yes. It's, yeah. some, it's something Chad would never admit, but he's a secretly a diehard. Likely. No, no. <laughs> I swear. No, it is, uh, it is kind of soap opery. But anyway, so the, uh, one of the main characters in the show has that. And that was like one of the big dramas was like, does the son and then, then the other son that's like half son. I don't know. Anyway, it was a big drama. And so we were like, that sounds like what I have. And then obviously, you know, you research some stuff because Hollywood's Hollywood. And, uh, and it's like, yeah, sounds like what I have. And then we started the testing process and then, uh, yeah, full circle. We, I got diagnosed, I got medically discharged from the military and, um, went to PT school. And so that's why are. you went to PT school. Cause at one point he wasn't going to go home because the army said, no, they were like, well, you have to go serve for four years yeah. and then go to PT school. So yeah, so yeah, ROTC, yeah. you, yeah, you, you get, um, certain things paid for, uh, by the military. And then you have a service obligation you have to fulfill after you graduate. And they had told me that you could, you know, do your doctorate degree first and then fulfill your service obligation. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That makes sense. Like, why wouldn't they want somebody who's more educated? Uh, <laughs> and then that didn't pan out. So I was full well planning on uh, just going to leadership development assessment course and uh, then graduating and being an officer in the military. And I wasn't sure if I was ever going to get to PT school or not. So I would have been okay with that because I could have been probably flying rotary wing, which would have been cool too. Uh, so now he just gets patted down in airports. It's great. Yeah, yeah awesome. I bet. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Can you even go through that thing? That, I don't. Yeah, I, was they, say, I don't trust the motherfucker. No way. Yes. Seriously. Yeah, they used to say yeah, and really? they would be like no. They, like, but not, now they put out guidance yeah. that you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah now they CSA says that now. I was gonna say that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you motherfuckers didn't know. I just see that thing like that little icon. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. So yeah, so then they they elected to implant a defibrillator. It doesn't pace or anything. It just kind of monitors and then. If you go into sudden cardiac death, it zaps you back. So it's basically like an AED off the wall, but shrunk down and put into your into your stuff. That's wild. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was a ride. That's wild. Now you guys, I know in that post you had said that uh, like the medical system almost just didn't even didn't even 
listen to what you guys were saying. Yeah, it was brutal. Was so so luckily, I have uh, somebody who's really strong, pitbull of an advocate, and uh, I think, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, honey. I appreciate you. Um, but between that and then, you know, we were, well, at that point in time, we hadn't been to PT school, but. No, uh, it was bad, though. They they told you nothing was wrong. They said it was stress. You're in college, it's stress. That's so crazy. Yeah, no big deal. Just dismissed that. Yeah. yeah just but yeah, just... largely, so a lot of things that, like, and I'm sure um, y'all have similar experiences with your patients, like, people come in and they're defeated. They have been, like, berated and demeaned by a lot of other providers who were just assholes and didn't have answers. And then they, you know, made the patient feel like they're stupid when they're the idiot who can't get them the help they need, you know? Um, and largely that was my experience, yeah. right? Like I had some good providers along the way for sure, but uh, the lion's share of people that I dealt with were just like very dismissive, like borderline negligent, like just didn't even give a fuck about anything. And when you ask questions, it was almost like you were, you know, burning them. How dare you question my authority type deal? It's like, bro, answer the question or say you don't know and I'll get you an answer or I'll tell you who can answer it. Like, yeah. what, what are we doing here? So um, the worst part though is the insurance company because the guy in Boston who's the you know the the dude to go to yeah. said that he met you know it was I think it was there were five criterion that you had to meet in order to get the defibrillator and he met four of them and we got I remember getting a letter in the mail and it said like we are not going to cover from the insurance company we are not going to cover the surgery because you don't meet full three out of the five criteria and it oh listed it listed the criteria underneath and it had like check marks next to each one and there were four check marks and I was like can you guys fucking read yeah. <laughs> so we had to like we had to write like Jeez. a letter and appeal it and then it was it was a nightmare. Yeah, there was a lot of calls made. There was a lot of like threat, borderline threatening insurance company. Not like personally, but just like, yeah, 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 yeah. hey, by the way, my family's gonna sue you if like, yeah. you know was, what I mean? Like, it was not good. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Which someone's again, insurance sucks. In case yeah. anyone didn't get that. Yeah, really. But I will say it did val. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd have the same perspective. Like, I think I can understand anyway, just being a sympathetic person. Like everybody here yeah, is yeah, a, an sure. empath, I'm sure, to some extent. But. Uh, I'm sure I could ex- understand like people's perspectives that are our patients and like what they went through, but actually physically living it myself. I'm like, no, like really I get it. Like fuck that guy who told you that you were stupid and that yeah. you're crazy. And it's all in your head. And like all the shit that people, I don't know why providers tell people this. Cause I can't imagine myself ever doing this to somebody, but like we used, we see, I see it every day. Know, people come yeah, to me and I they're know. like, I've been to seven different people and this guy made me cry. And that, I don't know. So yeah, it's, it's uh, without downing on the medical system too much. There's a lot of medical trauma. There's a lot of bullshit that goes on. Totally. And um, to be able to have that experience and have lived it and then validate people on their experience is a great, great giving for me, you know? So it's, we do that quite a bit on this podcast. We, we, we kind of come down hard on the medical system and it's not, it's not the fault of these people in my opinion. It's, it's the way they were trained, right? So it's from the bottom up, you know, how they were trained, they're trained a certain way. And when, they don't know they try to save face so the best you know piece of advice i try to give patients clients is when you go to that provider ask ask why keep asking why and if there's a point where they can't answer that clearly that's not the person that you want to be working with for this particular issue right like if they can't answer why if they just say things you know and they they, they get stumbled or whatever the case is then you know there's a good chance that they're not maybe the expert in this area let's go somewhere else or let's get a second opinion because it, you're right. It happens way too frequently. Yeah. Every I mean, day. I'm sure it's a systemic issue. Um, and I do backpedal quite a bit and say that to people too sometimes because I'm, I'm highly critical of yeah. a lot of things that happen. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. But also, as an individual, it's like, are you doing that, Nick? No. Because yeah. you've chosen to do something better. Yeah. You've, you guys have created a whole other fucking model yeah. to yes. make sure you can get patients the care they want. You know, yeah. so... To me, I go back and forth and like, it is a systemic issue. I know. But also, there is personal... You know what I mean? You're there right. Is personal you're absolutely right. So. You're, you're right. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. I love it. Well, that's, that's great. <laughs> I love everything about that. It was, <laughs> he was writing his moral story. I know. Stop, that's, stop, why, stop, that's why. That's why. Okay, I was. But um, <laughs> if you need us to talk more, you don't know. I'm glad you can talk. I'm dialed in. I love it. I, I have nothing to contribute. I mean, we. Uh, I don't. Did you want to take a, a quick foray into public health stuff? I was. So that's my next question, actually. And my my question for you is going to be: So you're you're big into public health. Yeah. You're also a man. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yes. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, that's pretty unusual, and yes. especially in the field of physical therapy. So I want that was like the next subject I wanted to dive into. Yeah, absolutely. So I can <laughs> not the fact that you're a man, but the fact that you do physical. <laughs> Jesus. We're gonna be talking about transitions again. No. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh! Oh man! We're, we're gonna get so censored. Full circle. Uh, I don't think so. No, that's fine. I'm just kidding. Canceled. No, it could be no. worse. Uh, you said banana. We're fine. We can't get censored. That's the only thing that gets you censored. It's the worst thing. I put the E on it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. Like I said, if you can't cancel Rogan, no. That's so right. that's, uh, true. that's right. True. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of challenges. Um, obviously, you know, as a male provider in a space where you're treating primarily. I've actually primarily treated females. So you say primarily, but you haven't had any male. Well, now. there's one. Uh, there's one gentleman. Oh, one. Oh, yeah. Okay. We don't always have. This is a new thing too. We as we got busier, we don't always have. She's like, who the hell is this person? He's looking at my schedule. I'm like, oh, that's so and so. I just emailed him the other day. Problem. Yeah. Good problem. So uh, there's one one gentleman, but um, yeah, the lion's share of everybody else has been uh, female public health patients, and um, it's. It's been an interesting journey. So even like when we went to we went to the Herman and Wallace course series, and when we went to the even the level one, the first course, um, it, I didn't get a sense that it was like, who are you and what the fuck are you doing here? But it was like everybody had the preconceived notion, like, oh, good, another guy. We need males to treat males in public health. I'm like, but also, <laughs> I could I could very readily treat females as well, you know, and I actually connect totally. better with them. Um, there's a lot of literature about like connecting with opposite gender patients and stuff like that, yeah. but. Uh, beyond that, I had three older sisters and a mother, and uh, three of those people were nurses. So, you know, I kind of, I always joke like I'm the fourth daughter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. So, um, that that's been an experience. And and when I meet other providers that are public health providers, they're like, oh, that's awesome. You treat males. We need to treat males. And I'm like, yes, but also, you know. Yeah, so yeah, their yeah. preconceived notion is sure. that um, I've had some that are flat out like either dumbfounded or like belligerent a little bit even, um, and think that it's not appropriate. Sure. Um, but yeah, my experience has been been really good with it so far. Uh, again, like chronic pains, something I do well with anyway, because most of my patient narratives are centered around pain science anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, for instance, one of them is a person who has a history of trauma related to a male, and um, it's actually been very cathartic for that person to to be able to have uh, care in that area and be able to largely learn to trust an opposite gender person with that area of their body again. So. Um, I think it's been great and I think that it's awesome to have choice like if again uh, and also I definitely have my own public floor stuff too it's just something you learn when you go to coursework you're like oh I'm good to go and then you go do a new course and you're like oh shit and I'm, I'm broken in this way whatever right yeah, 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 for sure. nobody's ever broken right but but anyway so um, so yeah I feel like if I was a, a patient myself I would want the option to choose if I wanted to work with a male or a female sure. as, a, as a patient Absolutely. Um, but largely it's been great and I haven't had a challenge. Again, Lex has been so busy that like we really can't put people on her schedule. So I think a lot of people kind of contact us and then they're like, it's not been a problem. We kind of expected a problem. We kind of expected that people were gonna contact us and be like, Oh, I wanna work with the beautiful blonde girl I see on all your advertisement stuff. Yeah. And it hasn't been that way. They're like, I'm just here for public health, I need help. 
Yeah, and they then, don't typically care like, at all. Okay, Kyle's available and it's worked. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's nice to have that option because, like, you know, if we needed to move Earth, we could certainly arrange the schedule so that Lex could see somebody. Sure. So we have that option for people, but like, largely people are, are okay with being on my schedule. And um, it's not like we could ask them to go to the gynecologist. Like, yeah, it's hard right, to go there. Right, but yeah, like, yeah, I walk yeah. in one day and there's a guy there and I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing today. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, we talk about it on the phone. So, like, he does all the discovery calls. Sure. So, right. if someone calls, they talk to him. And I feel like that was our biggest thing. We actually used to operate out of a stance where like I was going to take the female patients sure. and I would take the calls and then essentially push them off to Kyle. Mm -hmm. Like I would be like, okay, well, I'm going to have Kyle call you back because they would call me first. And now we just have Kyle do all the calls because yeah. that, that's where they build the trust. That's right. I'm sure you guys do the same thing. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, yeah, sure. And it's been, I mean, we always offer people so like in pelvic health like it's just it's no different than any other if you're treating a shoulder you're not just looking at the shoulder right like right. you, you got to follow that son of a bitch all the way down to the fucking other foot you know what i mean it's like it's, well we didn't talk yeah. about barefoot stuff yeah i knew uh, nick was going to connect uh, with that uh, i said the word foot you want to talk about feet on ours yes yes sir yeah we should the safe word sorry we blew that just hold these gingies up yeah, and you'll not know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh god. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I love those. Solid. So not uh yeah, no, it's it's largely like you treat the whole system. And um sure. you know, I always encourage people to think about that. And so when I do an evaluation, sure we book some time and oftentimes we are doing the internal exam and learning that set of data about the person's body and how that, that area functions on the first day, oftentimes, but definitely it's a it's an option, not kind of the the you know, right of way. Like you don't have to have an internal exam or really highly encouraging of that because we can treat conservatively and get good results as well. And if we think about that, statistically speaking, a lot of folks who have SI, low back, uh, like hip impingement type stuff, like weird groin things going on, like many things that are basically like above the knee and like below like your shoulders can be either contributed to or a main driver can be their pelvic floor. And so when we think about that, if they're going to a traditional outpatient ortho place, and the outpatient ortho uh, person they're working with isn't considering their pelvic floor really at all or in a more minimal way, but they're still getting better, right? So how is that happening? Well, they're treating the system. They're treating all the other parts. And then by proxy, that makes the, the pelvic floor function within the constraints of the system that's actually healthy and, and robust and, and it can do its own thing and heal, right? So um, I always encourage patients to remember that. And then, you know, we don't necessarily need to do an internal exam. Here's what we get out of that, though. Here's the data that we can derive from that. And here's how that might impact treatment as well, because we can also teach you some other, you know, treatment tools and methods um, within that. So largely, that's been really successful, um, and most people do elect to do an internal exam. I think I've only had maybe one person that was kind of uh, hesitant. Every once in a while, somebody will want to wait till like the first follow up or a time after yeah. to, you know. Um, but it's just important, and communication is important too. Like uh, I think it's been it's been great, and it's made me a lot largely a better provider as far as like consent and like trauma informed care and stuff like that is a concern because it's it's just that much more important right yeah, like it's one sure. thing to be like working with somebody's leg and be like all right now i'm gonna grab your leg and do some pee yeah. or whatever the hell you're doing right but it's another thing when you're working with their with your genitalia and their pelvic floor um and so consent's important and you know we obviously emphasize like you have the right to revoke consent and input that's also revolutionary for people right yeah right. they're like i'm like just because you said all right next time i want to do that internal exam thing next follow-up doesn't mean that next Friday when you come in, you can't revoke the consent. Yes. Just because you just told me two minutes ago that I want to go do the internal exam and now I bring you to the room, doesn't mean when I walk in the room or as soon as we're doing whatever, you can't be like, get the fuck out, I'm done. Yeah. No, you have, that's your it's your body. Like yeah. it's just, uh, so yeah. So I mean, largely it's been successful, I think, because communication is good there. Um, but it's been, I don't know, I like it. 
yeah, I think there's a lot of folks that I've seen that had like you're passionate about it. Yeah, I can't shut up now. So good. Um, I think there's been a lot of folks that I've seen for like primarily orthopedic stuff, but it might be like cervical TMD type stuff, shoulder, upper upper uh, quadrant stuff, or it might be like low back, whatever else. And then we find oh, there's a pelvic floor component, and then we kind of start working on that stuff too, and vice versa. There's a lot of folks that come primarily with like stress incontinence or whatever pelvic uh, floor related condition, and then we're like, hey, but also does your jock lift and pop and hurt and stuff? And yeah. like, oh, fuck yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, so there, you know, you, we, we've seen them for that, and um, it's been cool because before I wasn't aware you know, so probably, it's, it's probably nice having your wife be here yeah right totally mean, actually the last thing that you just said just was totally related to what katie just started realizing over the last month where you know now she's treating you know she'll hit some yeah. little back she'll hit some hips she goes hey by the way you know and then she'll yeah. mention something pelvic floor they'd be like you know what actually yes That's me. we <laughs> can help you with that yeah. great let's do that too yeah. you know so because it could all be interconnected right so um, I think that's been great for her to make that connection, but like everything you just said is like everything that she's going through now. Like, you know, she used to try to give everybody everything in one session. You know, I'm like, you can't do that. She's too much <laughs> overload. Yeah. It's like too much stimulus, like every, like too much, right? They're going to walk away and be and like, wait, what? Yeah. What was I supposed yeah. To so now she like just breaks it up and it's been way more, you know, easier for, for the patients to understand number one, what's going on. But like, it also helps her to better, uh, create a plan of care for these patients as well. You Less know? overwhelming for it oh, too. Totally. If you're giving people trying to give everybody everything in one session, you're like, she was like an hour and a half on these sessions. I'm like, hey, yeah. you're spending way too much yeah. time. <laughs> like, and she has the time. Like, but I'm just like, it's just too too much information. It's just right. too much information. Like, give them a few things. You know. Well, it's such a complex area. That, oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, you can I get that. <laughs> you can yeah. dig in there. I know, like in the weeds and just. Whoa! Not not. <laughs> Whoa, dude! We both went there. <laughs> there are so many innuendos, and honestly, you know what's great is people actually are appreciative when when, when there are upslips like that, yeah. and you do like me, and then you laugh about it together. It's great. Yeah. Well, because um, I forgot who was in front of me. If I slip up, <laughs> Alexis is gonna call me on it. Instantly. Oh yeah, she's on it. I love it. No, well, Nick and I just yeah, laughed at us, and we were like, he just said that. Up. If you weren't gonna do it, Nick was gonna do it. <laughs> do you know what else is great though about that? Is like, look, we're in a freaking squat rack, actually a rig as well, and yes. it's just like beautiful, and I love it, and I'm all jealous. But uh, no, so it's like we're in a, an outpatient ortho, like plots you know cash based clinic yes. that reflects the function of trying to get people back to doing like real shit right yeah, yeah. but also there's public health here yes so to me that's an awesome opportunity because um again not to you know like i'm not criticizing things i think things are great and there's different flavors and different providers for it. there's actually an article that came out i think we were in school pt school it was like 2017 or something but some some dickhead from the fucking new york times or something <laughs> said i'm gonna go around with my knee pain and ask five different pt practices uh, yeah, that's an old one it's uh five uh no one uh something about unwanted variation in clinical practice or something and yeah. then and then the apta came up with like a, a whole thing about why like a white paper on why that's terrible and we should all be the same and wear like men in black suits I, or something I, just, I don't know i just mentioned that in like a podcast that we yeah. had a few, not too long ago it was like some like one guy meets five well and one bum knee mate meets yeah. five yes, that. that's what it was yeah. yeah and uh he had a different experience for each person that he went to mm-hmm. yes. why is that a bad thing i don't right. know why that's a bad thing right because is every single person the exact same you know exactly. so like people that connect well with y'all maybe won't connect probably were pretty similar so that's not a good example but people who connect well with one provider won't necessarily connect well with the other one and vice versa so it's good to have actually different flavors because different things work for different people um so anyway with that being said i do find that a lot of pelvic health uh, practices are more yoga or pilates based which again for a lot of people might be fucking phenomenal and i don't know anything about those two topics right so 
But also, there are people like I have a power lifter right now, and she's immediately postpartum. I have a, a person who does Russian um, kettlebell, like hard styles training yeah. and stuff, and she's post C-section. Like, and we're working on public health concerns, but also those things. Yes. And also, those things are things that help public health concerns anyway, even if you aren't that person. So, yeah. I think it's great that you have you know this kind of setup where you can throw a barbell around, throw some kettlebell totally. dumbbells around, and also be working on those things with public health patients. You yeah. know, so. I think it's too, it's important, like, you know, I just hear the stories from Katie now, which, you know, she'll just be talking about, you know, lifting and then, you know, it was like, oh, so how, how's the lifting going? Oh, it's good. Just your normal leak. Katie's like, oh, that's not actually normal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so it's, and I'm sure you get this all the time yeah. where it's like, um, we got to talk about that. So it's like people that think that certain things are normal, it's really not normal. You know what I mean? And I think, well, I was going to say like, one of the reasons I would imagine that you're so effective and, and, you know, females do tend to flock to you for that treatment is because you do listen, you actively listen. And this is what Molly Galbraith was talking yeah. down at the conference was that we had, we're conditioned culturally. And this is unfortunate, but we're conditioned culturally yeah. to dismiss a lot of women's concerns, totally, right? And especially in the medical system. And for you to not dismiss anything and be like, no, this is something we need to talk about. And, you know, they immediately feel so much safer in that environment because you've actually listened to them. They've gone their whole life being like, oh no, that's normal. Yep. That amount of blood is normal. That amount of leaking is normal. Like, what? Right, you know, well, like, and like, thank you. <laughs> I walked him through like what a gyno exam looks like, yeah. and it's so it's so sterile and like abrupt. or not actually, or not, yeah. And it's like we'll abrupt, and there's no like consent. It's like we're gonna do this right now. Boom, boom, boom. It's done. And I'm like doing actual hand motions anyway. It's like they don't they don't give a shit. Like yeah. you're there, yeah. you're a body, and you're that's who you are. Yeah. And if you yeah. bring up a concern, it, you only have those seven to ten minutes. And mm -hmm. uh, if you go over those seven to ten minutes, you don't get an answer. So it's right. like yeah. like walking through walking him through that. I was like, listen, like what you do is very different from what any person yeah. who is a female has been through at a gyno exam. Mm -hmm. It's like so immediately they're going to like you because you actually take For the time sure. to talk to and them. Totally. And we don't tell them, you know, just have a few glasses of wine when you're having pain yeah. Yeah. because exactly. That's not rapey at all, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or just bad advice. But it's like <laughs> fucking amen. But that, I mean, that goes for all of our, our patients and clients, right? Like, I mean, that's right. the best part about this model. Because, I mean, there are people, we talked about this too. It's like, there are people that we hadn't even like touched that day. They just needed to get off their chest. And they yep. left and had less pain. Yep. It's like, well, they just pain need, science. yeah, Whoa. that's pain science. Exactly. That was and, a lot. <laughs> and they just, I mean, and then when you can combine the two, it's like, it's it's pretty powerful. You know what I mean? So, but you, you get so many people that don't even listen, you know, like so many providers out there that just like, yep, I already know what it is. You don't even have to tell me the rest. It's like, you know. so it's like, you just miss so much stuff. And, you know, there is definitely a mental component. I say it all the time to, you know, helping people with what we do. So, well, and, and I mean, it's clinically relevant too, right? Like it's important to validate the concerns. It's important to hear their story, but also that might be clinically relevant. Oh, so it's totally like, to me, yeah. how do you ignore those things? Like you got to know the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also you were touching on uh, uh, leaking with like things that are normalized or they, right. it's good that they try to destick like in CrossFit largely they did this in like yes. 2014 or so. Um, and it was like, I actually remember at the games they went around interviewing female athletes and were like, do you piss yourself when you box jump or double under or whatever? And a lot of them, you know, felt free to say that and it was good because it's destigmatizing and it brought sure. attention to the issue. But also then it was like held in this light of Oh, that's normal. So everybody yeah. does it. So it's normal. I know. Um, yeah. And I used to say, uh, you know, it's common, but not normal. And then Christina Holland, actually, uh, I don't know if she posted this in like a story or something. She's a public health provider. Um, really, really great trauma informed care stuff. Um, but at any rate, she had posted something and she said common, but not inevitable. And I was like, oh, that's I like that. I like, yeah. It's pretty good. good. And so, yeah, so common, but not inevitable because, you know, it's something that a lot of people experience, 
but you don't have to necessarily. There is a way that you might be able to avoid that problem. So, yeah. So it's it's been interesting. I love public health stuff. Uh, again, we were talking earlier before. I was like, he does. He's really good. <laughs> before we were talking, I was like, I don't know how I feel as we start to expand and start to get busier and people get get the word out also that we are like basically the only public health provider in the Bedford community. Totally. Um, my my schedule's filling up with that, and I'm like, I'm not sure how I feel about doing it all day. I'm like, oh, I love it, but but also I love doing. You know, it's nice to have the. He likes a little mix. It's yeah. nice to have a mix for sure. Yeah, yeah. I almost <laughs> just sure. I just almost went there. I was like, he, I was going to say the snatch, like Olympic lifting. <laughs> I was like, but he likes assessing the snatch. So, so I'm like, shit. So with, with oh, one of my of that happened with one of my patients. That joke did come around because we were talking nice. about holy lifting, and we started talking about snatches, and then she made. She made the joke. She's like, "Oh, so you're gonna help me with my snatch and my snatch?" And I just looked at her and died. Like, you just got that. That is point. awesome. So yeah, well, that's good. Hey, break the ice early. Yeah, yeah sure, she's sure. obviously super comfortable with it, which yeah. is good. That you, that's what you need, right? We got some cool. Yeah, that's Absolutely. we we can say the same thing. And I, I I mean I think that's like the biggest thing that we've noticed when we made this transition is that you know like the people that we attract now is just it makes it much more fun for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it matches like the energy more. we're talking oh, about. Totally. Like. You're putting all. We were talking about all the glamour of of uh, owning a cash based practice and and how that's maybe more of a dream than not. But you know, you put in all this work, all this energy and effort, and it's matched. And that's why we do it, right? So you can work with people who are on the same energy level and also be able to provide that for them too. So it's, yep. And uh, you know, not to quote her again, but like she, Chante made this quote the other day down in Florida, and she's like, "You attract who you are," and that's mm-hmm. the exact truth. Tucker's has. Have you been to Tucker's? Truth. Tuckers. It's a breakfast place locally, oh, yeah. but they're in uh, let's see, they're like New London, and then also like Hooks it, Concord, Maine. Okay, so definitely yeah. get yourself to a Tuckers okay. for some breakfast. That place yes. is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> but also, um, their their whole thing is like your vibe attracts your tribe. Oh, totally. Right? And same thing, Ooh, like you go there, there and like, like all the hostesses, all the like all the people it. are like super upbeat and, and happy to see you, and it's just a nice place. So. It's Same weird thing. though when you have patients walk through the door and you're like, you're kind of like me. This yeah. is kind of cool. And then you look at your caseload and you're like, all these people are yeah. like me. Yeah, no, you know, what, like, you know, know what happens then? Is... People actually too. You know, it's kind of yeah. yeah. cool. Like, we're normal people. Geez, yeah, hell? but like you would walk into like the insurance based clinic and people are like, they don't care about movement. And I'm like, nope. you don't exercise. Yeah. That's because they can't move because they got khakis, shirts, and ties on. That is. Oh, and what are the shoes? Sparrows. 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 Because even for a new clinical attire. Yeah. See, even for back modern. then, I was rocking the Vivo RA2s, you know. I love it. Dude, <laughs> I love the RAs. I love them. They were RA2s are so cool. Just classy enough to pass with yes. the with the stretch khakis. Yes. You know, you got to get the golf khakis too. Oh, yeah. I yes, personally absolutely. want a pair of those. Those are nice. These are the best yeah. shoes. Yeah, the trail ones. Yeah. I love yeah. the color. Pretty much trail or something. Dude, Vivo's yeah. been, been coming out with some cool colors lately. I love Vivo, yeah. but I wish they would. Uh, so. The, the shoe form they use is called a last. I wish they would change their last to something that had a little bit more toe box. Like, I think they're yeah. still trying to set tri- stay just a little bit more trendy and a little bit more looking like a quote-unquote normal shoe. And I find my pinky toes always ever so slightly chopped. So my, oh, really? Yeah. So, like, my my first toe has some room, and that's kind of the more important side of things. But but also, like, just me. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. There's definitely some, some some nuance and variation to all the different barefoot shoes out there, without a doubt. And some of them are, you know, there slightly we go. different based on aesthetics <laughs> and all that kind of Get stuff. Warmed up. Have you ever warmed up? At the end of the day, <laughs> their goal is sales, right? Right. Yeah. So that's that's the 
the underlying factor with a lot of those shoes. Yeah, and business to make money. Yeah, exactly. But have you ever seen Anya's reviews? Yes. Yeah, dude. She, I, she must have spent like ten grand on shoes. I don't know if they gave them to her or what. But jeez. I know. I, I would imagine she's got some, some, some deals with some of those where it's, it's, you know, she's pushing the product and gets a free pair for sure. For uh, sure, because yeah, no, she's got a new pair of shoes every day. But also, I can't hate on her because she has like a really good wealth of knowledge for people oh, like for who sure. don't know what the fuck I'm like. Where am I starting? It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, yeah. let's not get too far into feet because this could go another That's hour. Fine. So, um, I'll hold Chad's back. uncomfortable I'll hold with back. feet. <laughs> oh no, well, I'm totally fine with talking about feet. Um, all right, so let's let's kind of close it up a little bit. You know, we're we're getting up there. Um, we've talked a lot about it. Uh, the pelvic health and and the models that we have, which is great. Um, so let's let's end with this. What's what's one piece of health advice that, from your experience, you would offer to our listeners that they could implement today? Ouch! I know. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Should have sent my see. I knew it. I'm quick with the joke. You were the one that made fun of me with all these questions, and here it is. Pendulum. <laughs> That's my advice. Pendulum. So I love it. Uh, when we look at any any topic that can be polarizing. Um, or has two ends of a spectrum, the pendulum swings from one side to the other, right? So like um, birth, that we'll talk a little, I'll put this in the context of like birth and pelvic floor stuff and, and working out, right? So there was a trend where it was like, don't lift and largely the medical community is still kind of like this. Um, don't lift more than 10 pounds. Don't do anything. Just basically be on bed rest as somebody was pregnant and like, don't do anything. That's going to be good for your health and that's going to protect you. Like, don't do anything that keeps you healthy as a normal human because it doesn't make sense when you're pregnant, whatever. Right. That's one far side. And then the, it swung like polar opposite the other side and it went to, no, mom's going to be fit too. Rah, rah, do it. And like people were doing like only, and still unfortunately, we're doing like only lifts with a barbell at like the same weight they used to be doing pre-pregnancy and they were like casually 34 weeks pregnant. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, does this match your goals and your needs as a human right now? No, probably not. Um, and so the answer is somewhere in the middle, right? Like you need to be, it would be optimal for most people most of the times to be moving somewhere in between that, right? Like you might not be where you were prior to pregnancy, but also stopping altogether is not good. Yes. So pendulum, right? Mm -hmm. And don't be on either end of that. Try to find the middle, try to find that moderate moderation and apply that to anything you can say is a determinant of health. So if that's sleep, if that's uh, booze, if that's, I mean, I'm not advocating drugs, but if that's what you do, um, <laughs> food, any, like anything, yeah, right? And everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any determinant of health, find that middle, whatever that means for you. And also recognize that that's a, um, it's not a discrete subset. It's a continuous variable, right? So that line is continuous. You can be kind of anywhere along that line. We could put a hash mark. So any small incremental progression back towards the middle for you, whatever that might mean, is going to be a, a benefit to your health. So for instance, you might, and this is something I took from actually Annette Zapp, uh, at fire rescue fitness, uh, fire rescue wellness, she changed. Um, at any rate, uh, make one small tiny goal and then crush it consistently, right? Like it. So, like, always, I guess these are two different ones. I know now I'm cheating. No, this but, is good. This <laughs> but, is good. It all relates. But so, people, I get longer to think. Yeah, people, I find people always are like, all right, so what are what are determinants of health? All right, so sleep and exercise and diet are like the three big pillars that people think of. And they're like, all right, so I'm sleeping five hours a night, so I'm going to get 10 now, I'm going to get 10 hours a night every single night. Um, I eat not consciously, not anything, and largely not something that's healthy for me. And I'm going to all of a sudden be on, like, I'm counting macros now, and I'm going crazy, yeah, packing, yeah. packing the lunch oh, pail yeah. with all the boxes. Uh, and then, you know, exercise. I've not exercised in 20 years, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do seven times a week, twice a day or something, right? Like, 14 exercises a week. Like, And they don't do that. It falls right on its face, yeah. right? Because it's not attainable. But if you said to me, all right, I'm, I'm drinking fairly heavily. I don't think this is great for my health. I want to make this change. And I drink six beers a night. 
okay, so can we, one of those days of the week, drink four or five? Just cut it down one or two beers one night of the week. And then if you can do that consistently for a few weeks, yeah. can you cut it down to two nights that we can do that? And eventually you're down to, you know, every single night you're only doing four beers a night and eventually to three. And, you know, I mean, so um, making those small attainable goals, crushing them, feeling good about it, and then just set the bar a little higher the next time. So, so find the middle and the pendulum and set small attainable goals and crush them. Yes. That's two. That's great. I did two. <laughs> I would just say don't settle. Like, because nice. the biggest thing that don't accept the advice that you're not looking for essentially always try to find the person who's going to look further deeper and actually listen um and short and simple is just don't accept answers that aren't what you're looking for because a lot of people go to the fuck the healthcare system but a lot of people go through the healthcare system Mm -hmm. and they accept things that like don't run again don't do x y and z again Mm -hmm. you can't do this and it's like but that's what i like to do so I would just say, obviously, if they're listening to your podcast, they probably know who you guys are. So we're all good there, (laughs) but they could tell their friends that. Of course, course. (laughs) send them the episode and listen to these people. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So where can people find you guys? IG, website. I know you got an email now. That's cool. So I'll let Lex field it. I'll let Lex field it before I fuck that up. Um, Instagram is at Renegade Movement, MVMT. And then... um, Website, www.retinagamemovementperformance.com. Really fucked up when all, I did that one. All spelled out. Very, so very long. long. Oh, my God. And then email is just info at renegademovementperformance.com. Cool. I'll put this in the show notes, too, so everybody can just click it yeah. instead of... Appreciate it. Yeah, that's super easy. That's super easy. That's you perfect. know how that goes. Yeah. yeah, none of us are hand specialists, so... No. Oh, well. <laughs> that's true. Good point. That's true. <laughs> all right, so this is my favorite part. Oh, wait. Did we what, did we figure out what we're going to talk about next week? Uh, it's a stories podcast. Oh, that's right, stories. Yeah. Yes, that's my favorite. Uh, so oh, we gotta we gotta have you guys down for Reckless in the Rack episode. We do actually. That's a good point. That would be sick. You want to just keep going? What's no, no, no. Um, we kind of did a little bit of that already. But you already but know what we're talking about next time. I do actually. Yeah. Yes. The story. Yeah. yeah I feel we like we this. need to listen more to yes. your podcast. What is Reckless in the Rack? Reckless in the what, Rack. What are we doing? Our reckless in the Rack. Every five episodes. Our stories that patients tell us that are reckless whether they hear from their providers or so for example this one story that we have this kid um, had an ACL surgery Uh, he had it nine months ago nine and a half months ago saw us for the first few visits and then they lost their insurance they changed insurance and we didn't take it we don't take because we don't take it Um, and so they ended up and this is like back when we were still in our transition so we actually still took their insurance when we didn't take it they went somewhere local they got their rehab for about four or five months yeah. came back and saw us for the end of it sort of i mean like he did well and then you know he kind of just discharged himself sort of um and then the doctor cleared him for play well at eight, months. At eight, oh, eight and a half nine months which is yeah. something i would never recommend Great. um well so he played he was playing his first game basketball and went to go make a cutting move and heard a pop and the mom freaking out called me and was like hey man i, I just really i don't know I, i'm really unsure she was just upset and so i said can you just have him come in let me just look at him for 15 minutes i just want to see because everything that you're telling me right now doesn't really sound like it's, yeah, he's doing it's like single leg squats single leg he's squats. hopping he like walked yeah. off the court no problem i saw the video like yeah. i had a video of it happening i was like oh, it's not that bad i mean that's not always the telltale sign but came in man we did tests on him we had him like moving a little bit i'm like dude i'm not convinced good. this is torn um Showed us the MRIs. MRIs are not like super, super clear. And we're not like, you know, text with that anyways. Like I'm not super great. Nick's a little better than I am. But anyways, I felt uh, about 99.9% sure that it was torn. The doctor says that it's completely torn and he needs surgery in two weeks. So dot, dot, dot. We'll 
kind of see what happens next. But he got a second opinion, and we're kind of waiting for the third now. So uh, this is recent. recent. And that was our big thing when they came yeah. in. We were like, like "Look, two weeks go ago. get two or three more opinions because yes. we like there's no indication here to us that this because we both looked at him. I was like, I gotta look at this too. So yeah, yeah it was just it, you know. So that's going to be what we're going to be talking about next time. But normally it's like dumb stories that we just talked about today. We have, we have some good ones. We talked about a couple where we, you know, we messed up as well too. We yeah. were a little reckless. Yes. But yeah, mostly it's, it's people coming in and being like, oh yeah, I was told that I could never reach over my head again. Uh, so yes. Okay. We, you, we would have a good like one. Yeah. Yeah. Squad even wants to do some reckless. Lex has a couple of good ones too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. I know. We'll get, we'll get you guys back we'll in here for that. That would be awesome. Love it. All right. You guys ready? This is what I do. This is my jam. Uh-oh. Dude, this is all you, man. This is my Uh-oh. moral story. We're ready. It's not my best, but it's. I have to close it out. This is how I do it. All right, don't botch it this time. All right. <laughs> don't botch it. Now I will, now that you said that. All right, Pressure's so take us home, Jen. <laughs> all right, I'm going to take you home. There are things that you can control and things you cannot. Control what you can control. You've said this a million times, right? Do what is right, not what is easy. Like Renegade, we detoured from the status quo of physical therapy and we don't regret it. Shameless plug, if you are listening and you are a patient, you need to get yourself a provider like us. If you are a provider and you want to change the status quo of physical therapy, then stop your bitching and help us make the change. I'm going to finish with this. We have mentioned her a few times here, but I want to quote our girl Shantae Cofield and just do the fucking thing. Do the thing. Do it. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at ProformPTMA.com or on social media at ProformPTMA. And remember, if you train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.